to Cherry's world. So I'm really excited to introduce our guest today because Hollywood is a really funny place and most people are really inconsistent and when you see them, you never know what you're going to get. Well, my homeboy is in the house today and my homeboy is consistently genuine. He's been the same person since I met him in the 90s that he is today. We got a true hip hop legend in the house, y'all. Mr. Razkaz is here and he is coming to talk to us about his book, Soul on Ice. So please give a warm welcome to my home boy Raz Cass. What's up y'all? This is your boy Raz Cass representing the city north of Long Beach, southwest of Compton, C. Arson. But right now it ain't about me. It's about my sister, my homegirl. I love her to death. I'm in Cherry's world. Yeah, no. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Saria here, Chief Green Alchemist at Going to Natural. Do you know it takes less than 30 seconds for your skin products to enter your bloodstream? Yeah, so knowing what's in them, super important. We know you want what's best for you and your family. And here at Going to Natural, so do we. We care about the environment, we care about the animals, and most importantly, we care about you. We offer free support for your healthy journey and love providing affordable, all-natural products that are responsibly sourced, cruelty-free, luxurious, and always made with love. We're not just a shop. We're a community, and we'd love to have you. Browse our collection of plant-based skincare products and natural tips and tricks at shop.goingtonatural.com. That's shop.going2natural.com. A conscious brand for a conscious community. Use code LOVEEARTH for 15% off your first order. Yeah. In the music cool. business. Congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. What it do? I'm uh, right now. I'm in Atlanta at Patchwork Studios. We had a uh, we had a panel with a wonderful uh, lady named Wendy Day. So me and her discussed. Wendy has rap coalition, so she helped a lot of artists from UGK to David Banner to myself. Uh, cash money, the locks, whatever. She always, she, she, she would help artists who were in bad record deals. So anyway, we did a panel with her. I'm out here for uh, A3C in Atlanta right now. So it's nice. Cool. Love it. Raz, that's Courtney. Courtney, that's the homie Raz. What up, bro? Courtney, what's going on, brother? Big fan. What's happening? Man, thank you, brother. I'm, I'm blessed. Just chilling. Before we get into it, I just have to say, Raz, I'm so excited to see you. And I have to say thank you, because in all the years that we've known each other, you're one of the most sincere and genuine people in Hollywood that I've ever met in my life, and you're consistently genuine. Thank you so much. You are, too. You're awesome. Thank you. I love well, that. Okay, can I ask this? How do you all know each other? Tell it. Tell it. Raz and I had um, a groupie in common. Can we say that? A groupie <laughs> in common? I was going to say a mutual friend. 
But I don't know. Is it still your friend? It's not my friend. Not my friend. Okay. So we had we had a mutual groupie in common that we both thought at the time probably were our friends. And we got yeah. introduced. Yeah. So groupie in common. All right. <laughs> Whatever it takes, huh? <laughs> Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Am I wrong, Raz? Nah, you're not. <laughs> yeah. And I ended up, like, getting to kick it with Raz a couple times because of the groupie. And then I got to, where's Blue? Yep. Stupid Blue. Where, yeah, where's <laughs> Blue? So Raz is cousins with Blue. And Blue Da Vinci, BMF. Yeah, okay. Blue oh. Vinci. So, yeah, that's my cousin. That's little so Damn. they were always together. And yeah. so I ended up like playing with Blue. And I can't say playing because people will take that wrong. But like I was, I, th- <laughs> I thought I was a boy at this time. I didn't even realize I was a girl. <laughs> when I first realized I was a girl, it was actually Raz had a white homeboy. You remember your homeboy, Raz? The big yeah. white homeboy. Yeah. Okay, so I thought I was still being a boy. Raz took me to my first rave. Yeah. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. What was that like? I told Raz, Raz was like, have you ever been to a rave? I was like, no. He was like, really? I said, yeah. He said, get in a car. <laughs> <laughs> I got in the car. We rolled out. Raz had this big white homeboy who was cute with tattoos and stuff like that. Yeah. I made the mistake. And I went back with him afterwards. I guess all the girls had always gone back with him afterwards. I always went home. But I was, I thought I was just hanging out, right? Until the big white dude wanted to talk to me in the room. And he didn't want to talk. And I was like, no, wait. (laughs) No. (laughs) This is not what I, I got to go home. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's hilarious. I say still your friend. He was a really nice guy. He just wasn't my flavor. I get it. Yeah, no worries. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Is he telling myself? He's still a homie. Yeah, is that's he? Jay. Uh, Jay two eleven. Jay, that's his name. Jay two eleven. Yeah. Really sweet, really handsome guy. Ladies, if you ever meet Jay two eleven, I don't know if he's married or whatever now, but go out with him. He'll treat you like a lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go back. Go, go back to the house. With <laughs> <him>. <laughs> he's very polite. He is. He's 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 wonderful. Yeah. I, yeah, just, I just thought I was a boy. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow. <laughs> am I am, oh, I, am I wrong, Raz? I was always kind of dingy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I blue had a crush on you too. I love me some blue. I just yeah. wasn't I wasn't adult enough for blue. <laughs> hilarious. Oh, for real, like I wish blue would call me just so I could say what up, homie. But like I wasn't, you know. I just wasn't there. But that's, you're not here to talk about me. I, wasn't ready. We're here I love these stories. <laughs> right. Me too. Well, I, love it. I love it because it's called Cherry's World. And my goal with this show is to really introduce people into my world and the people that I love. And Raz, you're one of those people that I really love and honor. Uh, and appreciate. Thank you so much. I love you too. Uh, no, I have a question. What up? Soul, of the, Soul on Ice 2. Right. Tell us about right. it. So, so uh, my first album uh, came out in 1996 on Priority Records. So Priority Records, you know, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, 
uh, actually Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt came out on priority. So That's right. Um, yeah. Um, I came out in 96. My album was called Soul on Ice. And uh, it's actually my 20, I call it my silver anniversary because I started working on that project in 94. And then I had negotiated and whatever, so it didn't come out until 96. So it's kind of my silver anniversary. It's almost 25 years for me, um, which is crazy. But uh, I just felt like, you know, especially when you lose people like, you know, like Pac, Pac never got to celebrate his 10th anniversary. You know what I mean? <laughs> Big D. Um, Nip, Nip, Nipsey won't, it's, you know, it's really sad. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So sometimes it's tragedy. You know, uh, sometimes it's just life. You know, we, we're, we're all going to pass away eventually. But... I'm thankful that today, you know, I could, you know, I could say, hey, man, I've been doing this professionally for almost 25 years. Like, that's amazing. And, and I'm still breathing and, you know, I'm of, you know, sound mind and body and, and spirit, spiritually. So I just really I'm being thankful to, to hip hop gave me a job, you know, everybody, you know, I didn't come into this to, you know, be, you know, the most famous guy in rap that that don't float my boat. Of course, we you know there's peaks and valleys of this thing, but hip hop has made people billionaires. You know what I mean? And and and, yeah. and it gave me a it gave me a, a career. Is is I've traveled the world with it. I'm continuing to travel the world with it. And uh, this was more about homage to say thanks for the journey so far. I'm looking looking forward to what's coming next. So I wanted to kind of uh, look back, do some some analytics, analyze my journey and my what have I learned from my mistakes? Like basically three fourths of my life, I've been doing music. And it, it was about kind of looking about, you know, looking at the journey and analyzing, you know, comparing and contrasting who I am, compared to society, throwing that mirror up and saying like, you know, I wrote Nature the Thread and I wrote all these socio-political songs. And, and I'm like, you know, sometimes I'd be like, but are we better or worse? And I'm like, we're kind of worse, arguably. Like the world, you know, you know, we got Trump. <laughs> like, like yeah. society, you know, they still, you know, think about this. Um, and I won't get too political, but you know, that's that's what Solo Nice is, is about. It's socio-political, it's philosophical. Um, you know, um, that police officer, you know, she got 10 years, but it's a it's a dude that that killed the police dog and he got 45 years. Right. Crazy. Is that story true? Because I saw that. Is that story true? I I believe so. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's well, it's I, no, no, no. If you if you kill a police dog, it's like killing a police officer. That's I mean, how they try to make it. And then, yeah. like even even like Michael Vick, right, served two years in the worst federal prison. Like. Yeah, but meanwhile, Bernie Madoff then took four hundred. Everybody, you know, ripped everybody off. No. Um, you know, Johnson and Johnson, right. not, not, no relation to Sherry, but right. uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yes, absolutely. They put yeah. that ADHD medicine out that they right. need to give a little boy's breasts. Right. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Like, they don't care. And nobody goes to jail. They pay a, a little, little fine and keep it pushing. They don't even have to admit guilt. Like, it's crazy that, you know, what our society is like. And so I, you know, I felt like it was, a, you know, after 25 years, um, the inventory of where, where our country is at, I wanted to kind of, you know, discuss that and philosophize on it. And uh, yeah, 
I'm very happy, man. I'm so blessed. Justice League, you know, produced on it. Uh, you know, they do a lot of Rick Ross and all that. What's up, Rock? Um, I'm almost you, finished. Um, you have some um, great features, too. Can you tell us about some of the pe people who yeah, are Yeah, yeah. I got, um, I have uh, Immortal Technique. I have Styles Peak from the Locks. Oh. Uh, CeeLo Green, Snoop Dogg. What? Um, I'm forgetting people. <laughs> the list it's a lot of really dope people. It's not too many people, but it's the right people for the songs. Everlast did a song. Uh, we got a really dope record. Like everybody that came and, and participated on this project, like I'm really blessed and thankful. My one of my sons is on it. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. What yeah, that's that? awesome. Yeah, my son Taj, Taj Austin. Um, so yeah, he, he got busy on my album. Um, yeah, what was that like? working with your baby? Uh, he's him and his brother, they're twins, so they're both very, very talented. They're actually this new, it's they got a song on a new soundtrack. Um, what's the movie? It's kind of like Romeo and Juliet, but it's black people, it's coming out this month. I don't know. That would be a Courtney question. You know, I still don't watch. This <laughs> no, I, I actually don't know that one either. It's it's like they like they're like on the run. It's like some Bonnie and Clyde. It's not Romeo and Juliet. It's like Bonnie and Clyde. It's the black man, it's the black dude, the black girl. They like I'm like they he shoots a police officer. They pull him over and it, they, oh yeah, I, I don't know the name. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know the name. Okay, they got a song on that soundtrack with a. a them featuring Chance the Rapper. So, my, you know, it's exciting to watch my kids, you know, you know, I, didn't, I wouldn't have picked the entertainment industry as a career choice for them, but this is what they choose to do and I'm proud of them, uh, make, you know, blazing their own path. Question, I hear that a lot. Like people always ask me, well, is your daughter, when she's gonna start to act, why would you not choose entertainment for your kids? Because I know the heart, you know, the heart breaks and the, peaks and the valleys and the funny soundness and the, yeah. the fraudulence of some of these people and the dis, you know, disingenuousness, you know, and I don't, you know, I'm not like P. Diddy where I can insulate and make sure they win no matter what. So, you know, this is a, you know. It's funny. It's a lot of work and sometimes not the biggest payoff, but I, it, I truly enjoy it. For my kids, you know, I'm like my parents. I didn't, you know, well, my dad, you know, my dad wanted, you know, he's a police officer. He he wanted probably a police officer. No. There's some stability. He's a Marine. He wanted a Marine. I'm like, no, I'm gonna hang out with the homies and with blue and drink a lot. <laughs> and, <laughs> and bus raps. That's my career choice, Dad. How about that? I love it. You know, Courtney, just to let you know, I didn't know that LA had like a big underground hip hop whole rap scene and these boys introduced me to like different clubs that I had never been to that were like offbeat and not like on the Sunset Strip where I could walk in with my, my Adidas on and my hair, two ponytails. I had so much fun, literally growing up. I have to say, Raz kind of watched me grow up. I did. It was, I, well, we were both growing up. We were just yeah. dumb kids having fun. You know, yeah. I, I love it because like, honestly, you know, um, even Keenan Kale, like a lot of us were just, you know, upwardly mobile young people, um, black kids in LA, 
just doing our stuff. But, you know, we, everybody broke bread, had fun, believed in each other, and did their stuff, you know. And, you know, I, I happen to be an L.A. native, so I, I'm a little bit of a hood rat. I like to run the streets a little bit. Um, so I, I kind of knew, as we call them, the back streets. So I was, I was showing Sherry some, you know, yeah. some of the back streets. I was really sheltered, you know what I'm saying? I ain't no shit. Raz was like, right. come on, let's go. And I was like, there's a club in here? It looked yeah. look all suspicious from the outside, like just some, it looked like nothing. And then you get in right. there and it'd be like, the whole place was popping. I mean, Raz took me to the first party. I told you he took me to my first rave. Cops, helicopters, everything broken up. Raz pushed me through a fence. They yeah. they pulled the hole in the fence, pushed me through the fence, and was like, "Come on, full run!" It was holding my hand. I mean, it just adventures, <laughs> a whole nother life. It was an adventure. Yeah, I remember that. It was uh, and it was crazy because it was supposed to be like a benefit or something like that, and then the police raided the thing, and oh. uh, and and, and, it, and it was like, it was crazy. It was like some. It, it looked like a crazy little ride. I'm like, "Come on, get out of here! Let's get out of here before they pepper spray everybody." Let's go. And Courtney, for me, it was just so like. Wow, really? I was the girl who kind of grew up in Malibu, you know? Right. I <laughs> was this whole other world. But yeah, I, I, had to show, I had to show you the, you know, the the, the upside down. <laughs> you, you taught me life lessons, though, that I really needed, and I appreciate that. Now, this table book you got, right? Yeah, I got a coffee table book. It's, it's actually uh, a companion piece with the album. So, uh... I partnered with my friend, my long, my, my childhood friend. He owns Patchwork Studios here in Atlanta. Um, and uh, he's one of my day one fans. He believed in me as a kid when I played my demo, my friend Curtis. And so he was, you know, his whole thing was, I'm pretty cerebral when I write. And some, and, and you know, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rapper's rapper. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lyricist. I'm, I don't necessarily make the most, you know, party-driven records. I, I do philosophy. I do Descartes in my music. I, you know, like, uh, 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 you know, um, it doesn't necessarily play well to dumb people is the best way I can explain it. So um, what he what he realized was the strength, what, what people need, I go over people's heads sometimes lyrically, um, and he was like, what you should do is people when they can visually see what you're saying, they can appreciate the the, the depth of you know thought that that you that you utilize. You're not just rhyming words and cat cat rat. Like I talk, I'm, yeah. I'm a polysyllabic talker. Period. So <laughs> my my normal conversations are are you know I just have a bigger vocabulary. And um, what we did was is I wanted to show the process. It's called rap music. And so I wanted to show the craftsmanship, you know, be behind the result. People hear the song, they don't see the process. So what what we did was we we took photographs of all the all the actual written songs because I still write in a book and um, like a notebook. We 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 photographed them, and you could see all the thought process, you know. And and I kind of write in my own weird codex, I write my own code. Um, for, to, to give you a, uh, for example, Buster Rhymes, when he writes, it's really amazing. Uh, imagine you had a, a, a piece of notebook paper, he writes in the margin. 
So just that little corner in the left, all yeah. that stuff he's saying. Go to the step in the video, and then the whole rest of the page is blank. So it's ill. It's like this here, his process is different than mine, and it's a magnificent process. Um, Rakim, they say, starts at the end. It's like he writes his book at the end. He writes the end and then goes all the way up to the beginning. That's crazy. So we all have these weird processes. Right. Mine is different. I wanted to showcase my process. We we uh, we filmed it. We kind of staged things that would be involved, like, you know, some Jameson, you know, whatever. So we kind of film it, you know, a pen, obviously, whatever. So we kind of staged it. And then we had an amazing artist uh, from here in Atlanta um, named Maya Bailey. Uh, uh, we transcribed it so it was, uh, you know, so it's legible also. You can see yeah. the thought process, then you actually can read it legibly. And then he, he did artwork around, inspired by the lyrics. So it's a really cool, it looks really cool. And, and, and it's not a hard read, you know, it's, but it's all the lyrics to the new album is what and, it is. And where can people purchase it? Um, you, can, you can get it uh, if you go to patchwork.com. This is the second edition. Like, you know, we did this independently. And so, you know, initially, you know, we only did 500 copies, scared to death. Um, and, 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 and I'm, you know, the whole thing was like, people don't want to buy no music for $10 at one cent, 99 cent. So I'm scared to death, like 50 bucks. We got to come out the pocket for 500 bucks. I don't know, bro. Well, it costs 30 to make the book because it's not a cheap book. It's a it's table a real, book. Yeah, it's, it's, a, coffee it's a coffee table book. So it's a fly book. We didn't want to cut no corners and make some garbage. Like, you know, you know, Go out, you know. Let's go flat. Let's go big. Or don't don't go at all. So right. we did it. We sold out of those books, man. And and then we still had supply and demand. And so we pressed up some more. We're almost sold out. I think we are. You know, we did another two hundred twenty-five books left. Yeah, man, man. it's awesome. Damn. Um, get, get it before it's too late. Too late. I want to So is it gonna be too late one day? Because I'm definitely gonna cop one when people come to the Punky Brewster. Uh, to see me when they come to the set to see me, that's the book that's gonna be on my coffee table yes. in my dressing room. Yes, congrats. You know what? I did Thank read you. about that. Congrats. So Thank you are you are back. I'm going back. I'm going back to punky. my day one. What's it called? Is it actually called Punky Brewster? It's Punky Brewster. I love that. That is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. If wow. you're in LA when I'm in LA, you guys gotta stop by. It'll be fun. Of course. Thank of course. <laughs> hey, I got a question. Um this yeah. song, I'm, I'm actually looking at your album, um, Soul on Ice, on title right now. And uh, the song you got with Snoop is called LL Cool J. What's that about? <laughs> All right. So the hook is actually, the, the hook is, uh, the, the, um, he's saying, you, you're giving me a reason to love them, not leave them. So originally, I was going to call it Love Him and Leave Him, right? But I was, it's just every time I wrote it down, it just... I didn't like it. I didn't like that title. Um, there's also, for some reason, this particular album, um, a lot of Easter eggs of with LL Cool J, because I'm a big fan. He's the original GOAT, when people are talking about the top 50 list and all that. The GOAT debate started with LL Cool J, like the greatest of all times on the mic. So there's, like I said, there's about four or five different Easter eggs throughout the album with LL Cool J. And when I thought about it, I was like, well, he's ladies love cool James. I'll be love him and leave him cool John. Cause that's my name. My government is John. So it's, 
Love Him and Leave Him Cool John is really the name of it. But okay. I figured it, it was kind of dope to have. And, and LL, it's, you know, it's kind of like a love song. He's like, he's saying you give me a reason to love them, not leave them. Who made the first love song in rap? DJ, <laughs> I need love. Yeah. So it's a tribute. It's just a tribute shouting them out. Okay, I, I want to go back real quick, Raz, because Courtney and I were having a conversation before you ever got on here. And he okay. said, realistically, when women date like rappers and athletes and stuff like that, do they expect men not to cheat? And I said, hell yeah. So if you dated an actress or a singer or something like that, would you expect for her to be faithful? I'm realistic, but I, I think women, first of all, they don't have to be an actress or right. a, a, a star. <laughs> women right. are, attractive women get offers all the time. Absolutely. Unattractive women get offers all the time. True. So I, I, I expect, you know, that person to just keep it 100 with me. Um, if, if we've gotten to a point where we are dating and we decided that we want to have a monogamous relationship, then honestly, I'm gonna hold her to that. I, I don't care what you do. You can be Oprah, you can be a doctor, you can be, we work at McDonald's. If we, if we have decided that's what we do, I'm gonna hold you to it. So it's all and, about and, the- and, 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 and I may be a hypocrite, because I know you, what you're gonna say. No, 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 as no, no. The, I, was, I ain't gonna push you out. I ain't never gonna push you out. I was gonna say, for me, when I told him it was all about telling the truth, I have more of a problem with you not telling the truth than cheating. What, right, right. Tell me what it I, is. I, 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 well, you know, when I was, when I was, any time I've ever been in like a relationship and I was unhappy, um, I remember a girl asking me, my girlfriend at the time, she's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going to go fuck somebody I like. I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I did it. I, I mean, it hurt her, but what, what was I gonna do? Make up a story about why I'm not coming home for the next three days? I'm out. But she I'm did. unhappy here. Now you can do with that what you want, because I'm gonna go hang out with somebody I really like. You Damn. See? These are the men that I grew up with, and that's why I say you tell me the truth, I can deal with it. You lie to me, we got problems. See, he better right. than me. I don't know if I could tell a woman nothing like that. Uh, man, <laughs> I would have to lie. Tell, I would have to lie. <laughs> tell the truth, shame the devil, man. Because I feel you, you know what? what I, the reality is, if I can't remember, all, you got to keep lying to protect the other lie but, from the lie. But you know what the biggest lie is, though? Lying to yourself that you can even play that game. Because everybody ain't even meant to play that game. If you, if right. you, Some people just naturally play us. Some people naturally, you know, right. that dude. And the biggest right. lie is the one you tell yourself that you can be that dude when you not that dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And, 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 and that, that's very true. I, I agree totally with you. I... Half the time, I'm not interested in a monogamous relationship. Mm. So that's one of the things I do tell women. Like, I, I'm, I'm still out here, you know, sampling. I'm at the, you know, I'm at the buffet table. I just kind of want a little bit of chicken. I might want a burrito. I might want a slice of pizza. I don't know. Oh, I haven't committed. I, I, I have. I, I don't know what I want to do yet. But, I, you know, with that being said. You know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I understand, you know, um, if, I, if, I, if I'm not in that place, um, think about the shoe being on the other foot where some dude's chasing you around, Sherry, and, and, and you might like him, but now he, I want to be with you. And you're like, look, dude, I got a lot on my plate. I like you. We're cool. But 
I don't need all that. And now you're starting to feel like you're forcing me into a relationship. And so that flip side can happen where women want, I'm like, bro, I don't want that. And these were the, from the beginning, you established what your boundaries are, what your deal is. And until it's mutual, you can't renegotiate the terms. Right. But like you said, like, 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 like what you just said, I couldn't, I, I know for a fact, I couldn't see myself telling a woman just like that. So that means that I'm not built to play that game. So I should stay right. away from that. You know what right. I mean? That's not, right. that's not me. I, 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 <laughs> I, I couldn't tell no woman, hey, I'm going to be gone for the I next have, three days. I have done it more than once, brother, man. Yeah. Me. I'm like, I'm out. And, 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 huh? He was like, well, you lie to the one that you love. I said, don't lie to me, respect me. I'd rather you respect me than lie to me. Respect is bigger than love. Well, you know what? This is the other part of it. If somebody asks me something, I'm like, don't ask questions that you don't want the answer to. Mm. I've told women that many times. Like, you know, and, and, like, did you? Go, I'm like, bro, if you gotta ask me, you gotta, you got an inclination. So, do you really want this answer? Mm. How about I'm gonna give you enough time to retract that and walk away. Because <laughs> everything else is just is just gonna make you more upset. But if you already know that I've already established that I'm not interested in a monogamous relationship, that falls in your court. You can accept it or reject it. You know, I'm built for I've been monogamous. If 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 I'm fulfilled, if that person is makes me happy, we built a friendship, we have that rapport, that respect. I mean, at the end of the day, I think all ever, anybody ever really wants is to be loved and love someone that love that loves them and respects them and you know believes in them and is, 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 is got their back is in their corner. But you know, we're all you know. Sometimes it's just a timing thing. Sometimes you meet people at the wrong time. Yeah. You, can, you know, so you know until I'm ready. Sometimes like I'm, we all come with our own <laughs> with our luggage and our you know right. our bag you know, our backstory and our baggage and our, you know, and our own issues. And, um, and, and then we got all, you know, we're all trying to accomplish these goals. And if somebody's, if, if somebody wants to pull me down just so we can be together, then you ain't the one for me anyway. I want somebody that says, babe, go get them. Do what you need to do. Matter of fact, how can I help? Cause I want to tell a woman that and say, look, I believe in you. If you got to go handle stuff, I'll probably miss you, but you go handle what you need to handle, you know? And that's hard. Do you think that being an entertainer and having a relationship is hard in itself? It is. Um, it, it, some people don't get it. Um, you know, you know, you know, yeah, it's just like what, how, my, my hours, my schedule, what I need to do, you know, they may not understand that if, if you work, you know, you know yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever that nine to five job is. The first artist I ever was in the re in the studio with was Raps. And I believe it was after we had wrapped. So it was late. It was probably like 12 o'clock at night. And we went by the studio. And we I think we all ate and watched Jerry Springer together. <laughs> and literally, he was in there writing. He had a session. Can I say names? Yeah, yeah. He was in there with Corrupt and Foxy Brown. Yeah. And he was in there working, and it was like twelve o'clock at night. And I don't remember what we were eating. It was probably like Denny's or something. And we chopped it up for a little while. We ate, and then he went back to work, and we left. Yeah. But and it was in the middle of the night. 
you know? So women and men have a problem with that. Like I couldn't go back at the time I was dating somebody and I said, I was a rising blue and we were in the studio and they were like, ah, what was you doing? And it wasn't anything like what he made it out to be. He didn't last very long because he tried to make it into something that, you know, I was on a date. Nigga, I was eating Denny's. He was watching Jerry Springer. Chilling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm sorry, Courtney. What about the state of hip hop? How do you, I know that's one thing that Courtney wanted up. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Were you? I, yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, I never. I, I feel like it's the same as always been. Um, there's some good music. Um, there's some people making good music and then there's a lot of people not making good music. That's normally what it's always been. I, I just think now there's, we have direct access to everything. So it's just a tool. It's the internet. So whether that's TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, what, you know, whatever floats your boat, um, it, it, it gives everybody the, the, uh, the ability to be seen. And so... Um, I don't knock it. It's just if, if aesthetically I don't like it, I don't I don't deal with it. I don't wave with it. If if aesthetically I like it, um, I have so much more access to find the things that I like. Um, so I don't worry about it. Um, it it enables me to it enables everybody to reach everybody in the world. I think I think the only thing with social media is it definitely um, it, it it became a relationship wrecker because now the dude from Compton that normally would only be in a 10 mile radius has met this girl that in, in Tokyo. And now he's sending her dick pics and whatever is going on. And then it's unrealistic. Like it, it, everybody, everybody's just got, got way too many options. Like, you know, stop chasing waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but, you know, so yeah, I don't think, I don't think the music is, is suffering. Honestly, the past three years have been amazing albums. Like, you know, it may not be the most popular because right now America's brain is into trap, into you know, um, it's into what 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 is what is quote unquote like popular right now is a little less lyrical and and a little more like everything's kind of a song, mm-hmm. like. The rappers don't rap, they kind of sing, and it's a little mm-hmm. auto-tune, and they, it's mumble rap, that's what we call it. So, and, and so I don't really know where the hook is and where the verse start, because it all sounds the same. And that's, if that's what floats, it, it's, where, it's very, I would say it's female-friendly uh, yeah. music, um, but I'm, I'm I'm a man, and so I don't I don't run around talking to girls like I'm a I'm a I don't talk like that. I'm a I'm a man. I talk like this, so I'm gonna put music that like this, and hopefully women, you know, it, 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 there's an audience for everything. If that's what a, if you first of all the demographics for rap right now is 13 to 23 year old girls, specifically. For, for real, that's what Damn. A&R and the label, they, they want to market to 13 to, to 23-year-old girls, specifically white girls, because they have the more disposable income. Wow. I'm a, I'm a, first of all, I'm, I'm a, I'm a 21-year-old man. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but no, for real, even when I was 17, 
I was neither of those three. I've never been a girl. I've never been, I've never, I've never been, I was 13, but when I was 13, I was running with the 17 year old. Right. I have nothing in common and especially not a white girl. So why would I make music? That's kind of rapey. It's kind of R. Kelly-ish to me to make these songs that gyrate. There's a lot of gyrated strip club songs and then it's, 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 it's a lot of lies. I give you this, I buy you red bottoms. Like, get out of here. I'm not, I do bands in the strip club. Really? Yeah. You, you, you're a trick. You're not the pimp. So I'm not making those songs about, nigga, you won't, you, you, you didn't tell me nothing about, the, you know, my sister graduated college, I bought her a Bentley. You talk about some girls you don't even know. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you didn't say, my wife that held me down, I bought it. Think of this girl you that, that don't like you that for, dances on you for money for two minutes. You gave her a thousand dollars. You threw it at her. You're an idiot. That's a horrible yeah. business model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I seen so, it firsthand. I was like, wow. Yeah, and and and, and the, the other part is I always try to tell these people. You know, when Drake does it and Chris Brown, they they're incorporated. They're LLCs. So yeah. that's that's a promotion for them. They can write that off. What are you doing, dumb guy? <laughs> Do you look at Drake as like um as a rapper? Drake's an entertainer. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like um, Diddy. He, he like he's like right. Diddy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he Kanye too. They're all entertainers. Whoa, um, Kanye? Yeah, they're entertainers. They if you don't write no raps, you you not you don't you ain't doing the sport that I'm doing. Kanye was Kanye. That's crazy. Don't write Kanye. Rap. Wait a minute, as crazy as Kanye is now, you you don't look at him as a rapper? He don't write raps. How could he be a rapper? News to me, I didn't know that. He don't write no bars. That's everybody else right now. So they rappers, he just, a, you know, that's Millie Vanilli, sock puppet. Damn. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Millie Vanilli, sock puppet. <laughs> Kanye West, you, you, Kanye doesn't write his own shit. I, I damn. No, he don't. No, he don't. And Drake don't write. So if you don't write, you ain't playing my sport. Put it like this. Put put it like this. If 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 LeBron came out, you know, what I'm saying the game start, LeBron come out, and then the little Mexican nigga jumped out his socks and started doing the dunks. <laughs> I don't. Then why why do I care about LeBron? I want I, I want Pedro. I want the little Mexican nigga Pedro. Is Pedro scoring all the points? I don't care about I don't care about your brand. Like I don't care about these niggas' brands. That shit. It's Ronald McDonald. So I, if, if LeBron didn't do the dunks and Pedro doing the drunk, I don't want the Air Pedros. I don't want the LeBron. Uh huh. You see why I love you, Courtney? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm from Chicago, so I didn't. That's this, that's news to me right there. Okay. Yeah. About, yeah. Trust me. What's his name? From uh, what's his name? He always, I mean, he used to be one of kind. Of, he from the child too. Uh, I forgot. I forgot my homie name, man. He, he's he's a dope lyricist, but he wrote Jesus Walks and all that stuff. Uh, I can't think of the homie name right now. Yeah, Kanye don't he don't pin, bro. I love it. He don't pin like that. Not to change the subject on Kanye, because that could go so many different places. But Raz, you were one of the, one of the first people that ever taught me about knowledge of self. Uh -huh. And I have to thank you as a woman because I was young and I thought I knew who I was. But because of you, I really started studying. 
So when Raz says that he doesn't make music for idiots, he doesn't make music for idiots and he doesn't have dumbass conversations either. (laughs) As a young girl, I remember sitting there, you, you said something about manifestation and you were talking about knowledge of self. Mm -hmm. I was a kid and I was like, manifestation. Like manifesting this hamburger I'm about to grow. <laughs> and you made me go deeper. How how did you gain your knowledge so young of who you were? Knowledge of self, the 48 laws of power. I remember right. you gave me homework. Yeah, I, I probably did. I don't remember doing that, but I probably did. That sounds like a rascast thing to do he at did, some point. It was in the middle of the night. We were talking. We were all out. Raz gave me homework and made me go home to read. And I did. And I'm thankful. It's <laughs> part of who grouped me. But how old were you when you got this knowledge of self and learned about manifestation and all this um, other stuff? But you know what? My journey started. My mom's a really, really smart woman and, uh, you know, a, a, a great human. Um, I had to do a report on uh, Christmas, of all things. So it was about seventh grade, maybe. And uh, I, you know, lucky for us, we had Encyclopedia Britannica at at the house. I grew up, downstairs there was a piano and those Encyclopedia Britannica. I'll never forget that. Ever since I can remember remember those things. I was garbage on the piano. I thought I'd become like, you know, Beethoven one day, Amadeus, Mozart. I was garbage. But my my sisters are going to play. But I knew it was something down there that I was supposed to be messing with. (laughs) <laughs> so it ended up being those encyclopedias. Yeah. Um, I uh, I had to do the, the report on Christmas, and when I got the you know Christmas to see encyclopedia, at the end of it it said see pagan holidays. I grew up Catholic, and then my mom is Christian, so when I think pagan, I think the devil. So yeah. why would Jesus Day be see Devil Day in this book? And so I went to my mother and. Uh, when I asked her, you know, like, why does it say this? She's, most people would have shut it down. And what I realized is that she needed me to find my, find the truth on my own because everybody runs around proclaiming things based on what they've been told and not what they actually have researched and known to be true. And so she, she said, you got to read it yourself. And that opened that door. And then you start, you know, cultural anthropology and history and all this other stuff um, and, and, and realizing things, ain't, you know, Christopher Columbus ain't discovered nothing. And first of all, he never even got here to America. Aside yeah. from that, you can't discover something that God already got niggas on. Yeah. So you start, you start using some analytical, <laughs> you know, thinking and, and realizing that they have mistaught us on purpose. Right. And, and, and we got to strip that shit away. Change is, change is mental first, and then everything else happens. So I had to change my way of perceiving the world, the way I perceive myself. And, and so that started to answer your question, probably like seventh grade, seventh, eighth grade. Well, thank you. Because I was thank you. hella young. I, I don't even know if I was 18. I, I might have been 17, 18 around. Yeah. Yeah, we were little dumb kids. We yeah. were out there act, acting up. Yeah, and he, he, you're probably one of the reasons why I homeschooled. Because oh. you made 
search for the truth, learn the truth, and now I'm teaching my daughter instead of letting them teach her. So thank that's you. Awesome. Damn. Damn, yes. that's dope. When I said this whole day is really about men who made me who I am, I meant it. God. That's awesome. Welcome to Cherry's World. We got Raz Kaz in the house. Yeah, that's dope. I'm, I'm not going to keep you forever, Raz. I know Courtney got some more questions, and I just I want to know, what, what you doing next, bro? Where, where can we see you next? What else? Well, right now, I'm in the now, so I, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying not to, you know, not to overreach. Right now, I really believe in this project. There's 7 billion people on this planet, and most of them ain't, don't know about it. So that's my job is to go out. And, 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 well, I'm, yeah. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in Atlanta now for this uh, rap seminar thing. It's called A3C. Um, I'm performing tonight in a little bit. Um, and then I, in, a, in a, about a week, I fly out to Europe with exhibit for about 20, 27 dates all through Europe. So really Thanks. excited about that. I'll be gone for about two months. Congratulations. That's no, amazing. no, like a month and a half. I'm sorry. That's where the real money's at out there, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, America's the biggest market for rap. The second biggest market for rap, second and third, is Germany and France. So people right. don't realize that, you know, the yen spins, the euro spins, the, the pound spins, the, the you know, the peso, they all add up. So Instead of, you know, sometimes instead of, you know, instead of trying to force it, you got to go where, where it's an easy sell. Hip hop is alive and well in Europe, in Africa, in South Africa. And, you know, it's like if everybody want to be trap stars over here, then that's on them. So I, I go where, you know, my product is more appreciated. There's little pockets in L.A. and there's little pockets in New York and there's little pockets everywhere in Oakland. But, you know, they really support. And I'm talking about new fans, not like everybody's 35 and, 40 years old. I'm talking about kids that grew up that, that are like 21 years old playing Tribe Called Quest, you know, because they love the culture. It's just the same way, like we wasn't around when, when Stevie Wonder was, you know, putting out them songs, but, right. but, but because our parents put us up on it, we, we learned that appreciation and we understand the, 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 how dope Marvin Gaye, I wasn't around when Marvin Gaye was popping, you know, like, you know what I mean? But, but we, but it becomes a part of the culture because we know the history and what's going on. Yeah, so that's the same thing. Like in Europe, there's 21-year-old people that just love hip-hop. They grew up on it. They, you know, it's crazy when I, like, I'll come across somebody that's like 18 years old. It happens, it happens sometimes even here, you know, in, in the States. And they like, you know, and, and, they, and they talking about Nature of the Threat, my first album, it's sold on ice. I'm like, dude, that song's older than you, bro. How you <laughs> right. know that? But they they got taught well where they know you know good music and the, you know the same way we got taught you know jazz music and knowing you know Miles yeah. Davis and you know what I'm saying like we got to get back to that right now we're on some microwave unappreciative everything's like instant gratification music and a lot of this music don't got substance I I want to make music with substance and and I want to you know I want to give it to people that 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 want that that appreciate it and ironically a lot of those people are in Europe now. Well, that's, that's funny you say that. That's what I was just telling Cherry. I said, I think the, the desire for substance is the reason why they're bringing back shows like Punky Brewster and, you know, all yeah. these other retro shows that they're bringing back because it's only so much that reality gimmick is going to, you know, it's only so far you can go with that. You know, talent right. at the end comes out, you know. Hey, um, 
What do you think about Snoop? Um, because you got him on the album. You heard about Snoop performance at KU? No, 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 I haven't. <laughs> okay. So last week, uh, last weekend, Snoop, they KU um invited Snoop to perform at Family Night. And Snoop came in and performed and he had strippers on the on the stripper pole. He had a dog smoking the joint um with a with a uh with a with a money gun flashing it in the in the stands and stuff. It was a dope. I I watched it on um one of those uh websites. It was 30 minutes. It was dope. I mean, I seen Snoop in concert before, it was dope as hell. And uh, but a lot of people was just upset. And Snoop's response on Howard Stern was, um, when you pay for a Snoop Dogg concert, you get a Snoop Dogg concert. Then people knew what they was getting. Now, I got a conspiracy. I'm a conspiracy guy. I got a conspiracy for that. I'm gonna break you to break down to y'all in a second. But what what do you think about that? Um, I agree. I tend to agree with Snoop on that. Like you knew the job was dangerous when you took it. This is you know murder was the case. Sipping on gin and juice. So knock it off. You knew what you knew what you knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. I, I, I would not think family night with Snoop Dogg. Like, I have a daughter. She's five. I love Snoop. That's Unk. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to take her to see Unk. I'm just not. Right. But this was a college family. This was KU's college family night. So, okay. to me, these are adults. So, I don't think you would bring babies to that. It's, a, it's still like, you know what I mean? So, I'm kind of with Snoop on that, too. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, KU comes to find out KU is. Um, don't quote me on this, but they're being investigated for fraud and uh, money laundering with paying athletes and stuff like that. So to me, I think it was a front to bring Snoop in to bring make all the narrative. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Because everybody's talking about Snoop being there with, with naked women and stuff and not talking about <laughs> the controversy they got going. I'm a conspiracy guy. That's what I believe. I, I, I am a firm believer that uh, where they smoke this fire, mm-hmm. yeah. That that, yeah. If, if 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 it was, if it was family night or whatever, it's college family. Come on, man. We are we're eighteen. Everybody's drinking and smoking. Adderall up. They doing a gang of coke. Adderall. Everybody, they fucking all over the place. Yeah. Knock it off. You know you you know what they was. And and you ask Snoop Dogg. It's like I'm too short not to say bitch. Stop. Good that, luck, right? <laughs> it could have well, been. That, 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 that's half, you know, that's half the song. And that's my favorite part. <laughs> if he do the if too short do some shit and don't say bitch, I'm leaving. <laughs> that is so well, it's real. Yeah. That's what you I'm just keeping it a buck. I'm just, you know, I'm being honest. I got one more question about your album though. Uh yeah. the song you got, uh you call you got a song called Ginger Vitus. And I'm about to check out the whole album later on tonight when Me I too. go. Yeah. It's, uh, hold the thought. I just want to say this. Remember the question. Keep the question. Uh, please, you know, you can't go to the movies and then, like, fast forward to the action scene. You got to watch right. the movie. So please listen to it in context. Give it a run. Because it's a journey, and I want to take you somewhere. So I'm, I'm asking that you listen to it straight through. But go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just looking at all the titles and stuff. And, the, and the, you know, uh, LL Cool J caught my eye. And then Gingivitis. What's that about? Okay, so you know gingivitis is you know gum disease. You end up having halitosis, bad breath. Right. Um, so in rap, we talk about spitting. We spit darts like real lyricists spit. He's a spitter. That's how we qualify each other. Like nah, he's a spitter. Right. Like he a rapper. Like nah, bro, dude, spit. 
Right. So you want you you want to be a nasty spitter, hence you know that's the gingivitis. Like especially in a time like the hook basically says like, um, and then you you've heard people say this like talk that shit, talk talk your shit. Right. So yeah. once again, that's that metaphor of gingivitis. You would be talking shit, your breath would be stinking. So we spit these nasty bars while everybody else is doing this watered down, you know, singy songy mumby mumble rap. Mm -hmm. So ginger, gingivitis is is the, the signification of, uh, of 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 being a real spitter. Do you do you feel like um when you because just like the third or fourth time you like said and I kind of agree with you but being an MC and an older MC when you keep talking like mumble rap mumble rap mumble rap. Do you do you get a lot of like yo you old dude hating on on no on no this no one? no no because this this is that that internet group think troll stuff yeah it, I, I once again it's called rap right not called who got the most dreadlocks in different colors it's not called right. I got seven face tattoos it's not called uh, how tight my pants are today it's right. not called what my car looks like or who I'm dating. This is called if, if you it, it, look if they if I say I'm better than than Jeter or whoever played baseball, I get out there and I get struck out every time. I can't catch shit. I'm not gonna be playing baseball. I'm not a baseball player. This is called rap. Right. Now I'm not going to allow groupthink of morons that start dictating to me about something. I'm passionate. I'm a fan first of this stuff, and so. I have noticed that it's only so long that you can, you know, that that's like changing the narrative. Oh, you old and you out of touch and this the new, like it's trash, bro. Yeah. Let's yeah. just call it what it is. I'm not that's, bad at it. That's you. that you being honest again. That's the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, look, you know, I, I call myself the elephant whisperer. I walk into the room, if I see the elephants, I'm like, bro, there's seven elephants in here. Come on, let's stop. Like, can we balance these elephants? Let's figure out why they're here. You know, so I, so I, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, so so you the type. You in the studio, they put on the shit. You go. You might be nodding your head, and they'd be like, "What you think?" I'll probably be like, "Oh yeah, that shit tight." You'll be like, "Nah, that shit." Trash. I'm not even gonna walk in that room. I'm adios, bro. I'm gonna jump on my phone and act like, cause I'd rather not tell you. If you don't know that shit trash, I why should I tell you? I, I if you put me on the spot, I'm gonna be like, it might win for other people. Like aesthetically, it's not really my cup of tea. I, I mean. There's a political way to say stuff. I, I, I don't have to like shit on people, but aesthetically, I mean, I, I, I could be perfectly broke. Coolio is my big brother. He gave me, I came out of jail and took me on the Lollapalooza tour. You know, always wow. looked out for me. Wow. I used to tell Coolio, I was a kid. I used to tell Coolio like, that's your whack, cuz. I used to say, I'm telling my, just won a Grammy, platinum. Word. Yeah, I'm like, that's whack. Damn. That's why he you. And he loved and believed in me and told me I was dope. And, and, and the nicest gesture he could ever do was let me keep it 100 because I'm not no yes man. I don't want to, if I got shit on my, on my face, tell me. Yeah. I mean, I want to hear it, but I need you to tell me so I can improve myself. Mm. I'd rather, I would tell him like I, don't like, I don't like that beat. I don't like how you said that part right there. I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate, I just don't like things. And the one thing I can do is, if if you ask me my opinion, I'm gonna tell you why. Because when when I when people hear my stuff and then they and they say I don't like that song and then I'm like, well, that's fine. 
but help me out. Explain to me what you don't like about it. Because yeah. that might help improve me. Now, if you say that's too lyrical, I'm going to say it's called rap. So right. fuck your opinion. Right. So how's that going to happen immediately? So I don't play my music for morons because I didn't design it for them. Right, <laughs> right. Roz, your music, tell us where to find it. Yeah. Oh, oh where to find it? Yeah. Um, I'm on all it? platforms, everything, Tidal, Spotify, uh, YouTube, you know, whatever. Um, we'll put up the little links and everything too. Okay, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's Solo Nights too. My name is Razcast. Um, once again, you know, just we got videos out, uh, content. You can catch me on Instagram at r a s underscore k a double s, and I will get it. All, you know, it's all there. You can look at it. You can click links and get right to whatever you want. Oh, I love you, too. Thank you so much for writing me back. Like, I was so excited. I saw Raz was, like, on this press tour, and he's got this new music out. And I was like, I wonder, I know Cherry's World's not, like, a big deal like he's doing. He's, like, on 92.3, the beat with Big Boy. <laughs> no. I'm like, I, I love you to death anytime. I love you, too. And I really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. No worries. I'm sorry I was late. That's my fault. Yeah. I was... Raz. I already told him. I said, if Raz ain't changed, he gonna be on Raz Cast time. No, you know what? I, I, I did. I, I, I'm, I'm better now, except for the fact that I forgot to click the, uh, like, um, reminder shit. No. Like, like, uh, uh, you know, calendar or whatever, alarm clock. I was so I saw the text. I was trying to my phone. I'm like, oh shit, what an idiot. And I'm in New York. I mean, I'm in Atlanta, so the time difference. The three. I'm like, yeah, I messed up. But my bad. Thank you. You're <laughs> no good. I, I Thanks, though. Raz, I also work for Fever Magazine. Is it okay if I ask you for like a high res picture and we take some of this? I, I got will you. Not words. I will not, you know, no, of course. I, okay. Yeah, let's do it. I'll, um, Can you, I don't know if I have your email. So okay. can you text me your email? Yeah. All right. All and right. stay in touch. I will. Okay. I'll be back. I'll be back Sunday. So I'll just hit you up. I'm, I'm home for like a week. So maybe I'll catch up with you if you have any time. I don't live there anymore. Oh, shit. I moved away. I didn't have babies. And I'll text you where I am. But okay. I, moved, I had a baby and my whole life has changed. And I'm very happy being gone. That's awesome. <laughs> I, thank you. I will be back at the beginning of next month, though, to work. But I think oh. you might be gone. I'll be in Europe. Well. We'll figure it out. Hopefully, Punky's gonna stay going, and, and I'll yeah, be able to. Punk you're gonna, you're gonna kill it, you guys. I'm gonna go watch. You know, I'm gonna support. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. All right, um, you guys be good. Nice Love to you. meet you, bro. Nice to meet you too, Gordon. Peace. Thank you so much, Ralph. No worries. I love that dude for real, for real. Yeah. I love so, like I said, I'm always amazed by the people that. I think I sound like a broken record, but I keep saying this, but I'm always amazed by the people that you know, and not just the people that you know, because it's like, you know, it's one thing to know somebody, but for somebody to actually like really f with you, and I know we shouldn't be saying f with you because we're, you know, you got bigger no. things happening, but like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, it's okay to say that. It's okay to keep it real. Like, I'm not even, I'm not sure. Like, some things is just what it is. And I, I, I fuck with Raz. Every time I see Raz, he's the same consistent person. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people, some people get Hollywood on you, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know Hollywood, he was doing 92.3 to beat. But my boo still said, I'll, tell me when I'll be there. And what did I say at the beginning of the interview? He on Razzcast time, but he coming. <laughs> I knew he was coming, I just didn't know when he was coming. Welcome.
to Jerry's world.